Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. In today's show, is this the battery breakthrough that we've been waiting for? Also, why are so many automakers setting up shop in Mexico? And a look at Chrysler's prototype for the Humvee. But now let's get to the news. EV enthusiasts have been praying for a battery breakthrough, and maybe this is it. A startup company based in Ann Arbor, Michigan called SAC-T3 says it has developed a new lithium-ion battery that could nearly double the range of a Tesla Model S. The company's CEO, Anne-Marie Sastry, who appeared on Autoline back when this development was in its initial stages, says the company actually wants to target wearable electronics for its batteries before it sells them to automakers. And the batteries will not be on sale for another two years. However, General Motors is one of SACT-3's investors, and that could give GM a significant competitive advantage. We need to learn more about the cost and durability of these batteries, but what an interesting development. Hey, if you want to come off as an automotive expert who knows what they're talking about, then you need to know the industry's terminology. In China, they call their fuel economy program CAF-C, not CAF-A. CAF-C stands for Corporate Average Fuel Consumption because China wants to focus on how much fuel will be consumed, not how far you can travel on that fuel. The new CAF-C regulations mean that automakers need to meet a fleet average of 5 liters per 100 kilometers by 2020. That's about 47 miles to the gallon. And then it goes to 4.5 liters per 100 kilometers by 2025, which is about 52 miles to the gallon, which comes very close to the U.S. standard of 54.5 mpgs. In the U.S. and Europe, the used car market is more than double the size of the new car market. But in China, it's only a quarter of the size. And no wonder, when a license plate can cost upwards of $16,000, that entices people to hold on to the car that they've already got. In an effort to lure potential customers into considering used cars, car dealers are now starting to use online services. Up to now, that's been used only for customer-to-customer transactions, not for marketing. And it now seems to be working. The number of online sites specializing in used car sales are growing fast. And with more and more fuel-efficient and high-quality vehicles hitting the streets every day, we expect it will not be too long before the Chinese used car market is on a par with those in the U.S. and Europe. Hey, this just in, Chevrolet announced the price of the Z06 Corvette. It's $78,995. Let's just call it $79,000. The convertible version is 84000 And if you want the super swoopy carbon fiber aerodynamic package, get ready to fork out another $3,000. The Z07 performance package is 8000 So the total price tag comes to about ninety grand. And while that's a lot of money, it's a bargain compared to anything else with that kind of performance. And now I want to show you some photos from my files of a vehicle which I believe has never been seen before. This goes back to the early 1980s when the U.S. Department of Defense put out a request for bid on what it called a high-mobility, multi-purpose wheeled vehicle. Detroit's automakers were keenly interested in bidding on this program 
and started developing vehicles built with mass production parts to drive down cost. So one day, and I'm not sure it was in March or April of 1981, I was invited to the Chrysler Proving Grounds to see its prototype go through a battery of tests. I think this thing still looks really cool. Note how all the bodywork is made from flat panels with hard edges. That was to keep tooling costs to a minimum. Also, note the extremely short front and rear overhangs and the tremendous ground clearance so it could climb over or out of just about anything. I think it had a 360 cubic inch V8 and obviously four-wheel drive. But the military decided to go with the high-mobility multi-purpose vehicle designed by General Dynamics, which today we all know as the Humvee. One year later, Chrysler sold its defense division to General Dynamics and to my knowledge, has never tried to build a military vehicle again. Coming up next, hey, why are so many automakers moving to Mexico? Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. The auto industry in Mexico is booming, with more and more automakers setting up shop to build cars there. So is this country poised to become one of the largest vehicle producers in the world? That's one of the topics discussed on this week's AutoLine This Week. And here's what my panel of experts had to say. I, I think it will continue down the track of being a, a very significant uh, producer. I'm not sure it'll hit uh, uh, the level of a Germany, but perhaps uh, uh, there, there could be some countries like Brazil that, that could be at risk of being uh, passed up. Uh, yeah, the current forecast is that this year, if Mexico continues on its current path, It'll, it'll overtake Brazil and become the seventh largest. Of course, Brazil's pretty weak, too. And Brazil's very weak at the moment. They've had a collapse of the real versus the dollar. Um, so very, very significant issue in Brazil. Not helped by the fact that localization levels in Brazil are not too high. So they're importing a lot of parts. So once your local currency falls in strength against the primary exporting area, which is Mexico and the United States, for the components, they've got a problem. And that's what they're suffering at the moment. But uh, we do foresee that Mexico, I think all forecasts is that Mexico in terms of manufacturing will overtake Brazil this year. Wow. I mean, with the investments that we see moving forward, Nissan, you've got the Hondas and the Audis and whatnot, I think they're projecting by 2020, what, 5 million vehicles will be produced in, in Mexico domestically. 5 million? 5 million. And obviously, uh, you know, we, we were talking a bit about the production in, in, in Mexico. Uh, you know, 80% of that is exported back into the U.S. So Mexico is very dependent on what's happening in the U.S. market. So as you see dips in the U.S. market, you know, you'll start to see those dips in, uh, in Mexico also. Joining me for that show are John Martin from Nissan North America Manufacturing, Randy Miller from Ernst & Young, and Norman Jacobs from a company called San Luis Rossini. But anyway, that wraps up this week's Out of Line Daily. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.